1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast, with your host, Rob Snowett. This is the 251st episode of the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. My name is Rob Snow White. I only had to explain once today that my real last name is Snow White. That was at the hardware store down the street. This episode is recorded live on Veterans Day 2019 at the Trestle Pool Lodge outside of Altmar, New York. Producer Jason Thomas and I met up last Sunday to go fly fishing for some steelhead. This is us sitting down at the table in the lodge to tie some flies to replace what we lost that day, experiment with some new colors, and just fill our boxes for the rest of the week. Please excuse any noises of tools being dropped, adult beverages being set down on the table, and plastic baggies and materials being opened near the microphone. You're going to get to know Jason Pickles Reef and Thomas Hun Perkins a little bit better. In this episode, we're going to discuss the great debate between Sheets and Wawa, what it's like now that we all have families, our favorite fishing spots, some other random stuff, and a whole lot of laughs. So I hope you enjoy this one. Next week, you're going to hear all about the fly fishing trip to the Salmon River of New York for steelhead and brown trout. Did we get that? We can share the 30 30 minutes minutes is not that long. All right. 
So people get to hear there's producer Jason, but how many people know about producer Jason? So we're going to get to know producer Jason. Oh, man. We're here at the Trestlepool Lodge. And we're restocking flies <laughs> for tomorrow. So Jason, where are you from? Uh, currently live in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Is that where you grew up? It's not where I grew up. I grew up uh, just outside of Percocet. What If I was throwing a dart at Pennsylvania? We're talking an hour, about an hour north of Philadelphia. All right. And do you have a celebrity you most resemble besides my neighbor Brendan? He's a celebrity. <laughs> He's in our neighborhood. Uh, He's coming up here next I've year. I've been told be like Bon Iver. I've been told, what's the country Wait, singer? Luke. Bon Iver's a person? Yes. I thought it was a group. That's his stage name. Yeah. I don't know what his new name is. What's the Luke country singer? Luke Bryan? Luke Bryan. Okay. But that was just my dental hygienist, and I happened to have a hat on at the time anyway, so I don't know how true that is. Isn't Luke Bryan fish? No. Yes. Yes. Does he? He also got busted uh, for fishing without a license, I think. Uh -oh. I could be wrong. I'd rather look that like Brad be, Paisley, because he's be actually a great guitarist. Before it gets broadcast. <laughs> so... So you grew up, how did you get into the fishing? That, that's a good question. I got in, how the heck did I get into fishing? I think I was going camping with some friends at one point, and I just decided to pick up some, some gear. And for some reason, I mean, this was like after I was in college and stuff, and then, um... I just decided to try and get into it a little bit more because I was starting to enjoy the outdoors a lot more than I ever had at, um, after college. Hey, what other colors were in those uh, in true chartreuse and shooters today? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Just lots of chartreuse. All right, we'll do all chartreuse. All right. Zonker. What color zonker? The barred zonker. Barred chartreuse zonker is here. But I think at one point I I was just falling in love with the places that fishing started taking me. And so I picked up a cheap Cabela's all-in-one fly um, combo fly combo thing at one point. I think it was like with birthday money or something and just dove right in. You got that big Cabela's out there. Yeah. We have the big Cabela's. I also have an L.O. Bean store next to me that they had tying classes. We did have a, a fly shop in Allentown that was actually doing some really good fly uh, tying lessons when I first started, and but that place closed up How after dare a they? few years. Didn't All right, we're gonna do uh, But just around me, uh, there was so much good fly fishing, trout fishing, that it was so easy to get into it. Just even right in town. What kind of trout were they? Native brookies, there was, stockies. Um, there was in town like um, we have we have some wild browns, but then they stock the the creeks as well. But down where I was growing up, they didn't have anything like that. There was some stocked streams, and it wasn't nearly as cool as some of the being able to find wild browns and stuff like that. And then I just end up discovering the Poconos, which was just an easy drive for me and. Like this this year, I haven't even fished the streams in town. I've just been going up there when I can. Do you ever stay at the lodges with the heart shaped or champagne glass? No, I don't tops? go to the old 
junky resorts in the Poconos. <laughs> I live 45 minutes away. I go up for the day and I come home. Do you know if the Village Squire is still open? That may have been the worst meal I've ever had in my life. The village? No, I don't okay. know that one. It was my, my cousin Nate's bachelor party. We ended up at the Village Squire. And oh, gosh. It was, uh, imagine. It was pretty gross. This is before Yelp. I would have yelled <laughs> quite harshly for that meal. When did you start playing music? I started playing music. Well, I've always been playing music. I started piano lessons when I was in second grade. Wow. Because my dad's a music teacher. And I... We got right in... They got us right into it. So, started piano second grade to like eighth grade. Picked up the, picked up the guitar in seventh grade. Had my mom's old 12-string, Epiphone 12-string from the 70s. I begged her to let me play it. Started doing that. Quickly jumped into, bought my first electric guitar and taught myself. Did you buy it at the five and dime? No, I bought it at a music store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it was not the summer of 69. Oh. I am not that old. What? Uh, do, do you find any comparisons between music and fishing? I was just thinking about that. Well, actually, I was just thinking about the music industry and how, as a recording engineer now, there are, you were guys were talking about all these like <laughs> the the um, time materials that are named after people that developed them, right? And we have the same thing in the music industry of all the people who are mixing your favorite songs, like the famous ones. I mean, guess what, Mr. Have their own have their own pieces of software and stuff like him. that. <laughs> you know what, Mr. Fallopian has named after him. What, Doctor Fallopian? I thought that was I thought that was invented by Doctor Toots. No. <laughs> Who invented the Bunsen burner was Dr. Bunsen or Dr. Burner. And everybody's got an opinion, like apparently the fishing industry does, as I've heard some of the stories this weekend. I've been telling me. <laughs> um, <laughs> just a whatever podcast and stuff. So. And then I, I am always saying that somehow I ended up picking the, the two passions in my life, music music and fishing that both have to do with untangling lots of knots. <laughs> Anybody want this marabou before I throw it out? No. There's nothing useful on that. Okay. Uh, when did you meet your wife? This autumn. I met my wife May of 2006. Alright. Just like six months after I graduated from college. And y'all did something pretty amazing about a year ago? It's been three years. So three well, official. Well, okay. So we we brought f three foster kids into our home three years ago in July, and officially adopted them one year ago. July thirty first was one year. So you guys went from zero to three. <laughs> yeah. It's like that movie Instant Family. I was definitely thinking of you. Uh, everybody was recommending and we still have not seen it. Is that the... Is that <laughs> Part the, of us is like, yeah, it can't be really accurate, right? <laughs> it's the a river runs through it of adoption? <laughs> Probably, <laughs> yes. And they are, they're starting to tie and go fishing. A little bit. A little bit. My boys watch me do some of the um, tying stuff and then I just let them have at it and pick whatever they want and throw it on a hook. <laughs> Heck yeah. You brought so, some of those flies with you as well? I did. I brought one of them, and I, I unfortunately I don't know what I did with it. Uh-oh. I need to fish it someday. You lost it on a fish. No, I didn't. 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's at the bottom of the Salmon River somewhere. Oh, that's whoa. <laughs> Maybe we shall wink, look it again. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So what are some of your favorite streams? I mean, you, you go to the Poconos. We'll have a little bit of more Poconos conversation. In oh, so we're giving away secrets now? Where? Well, you already said you go up there for the heart-shaped tubs. <laughs> so when I went to, to camp up there, yeah. Camp Harlem, and it was AM, not EM, which always <laughs> asking oddly about. We called it Schmuggleland, which was the name for all those rhododendron thick. There's covered... lots of rhododendrons. Is there an official name for it besides Schmuggleland? No, we used to go I used to go Mountains. <laughs> and I would see tra- creaking, you know, like you yes. put your old sneakers on. And... It was like the one time you were allowed to leave camp property, so we all went kind of crazy. The Poconos is great because there's while there are some streams that are still stocked, there's so much wild fish up there that I think not lots of people know about. I don't, I don't know about them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, some of the streams are stocked. Like one of my favorite streams is um, the Big Bushkill Creek that goes through Resca Falls um, Boy Scout Camp. So it's like six miles of of fishable fly fishing only streams that you can just go onto the camp. They ask for a donation for like a a permit to get on there and stuff. They stock it, but there's also wild browns in there. Did you have to buy popcorn from there? Popcorn? No, you don't have to buy popcorn. I hardly ever see. Because I don't go in the summer. It's not It's not any good during the summer when they're actually using the camp. Right. But there's plenty of other small, more mountain streams that you can catch wild browns in the lower stretches. And if you get up high enough, it just turns into brookie country. And it's awesome. Particular fly patterns you prefer in those? And would you consider these all small streams? Yes, generally they are very small. Now, the the, the Big Bushco Creek and things like the Broadhead Creek, um, the Toby Hanna are bigger, but there are a lot of smaller streams that have that usually have the brookies when they get up in these gorges and stuff like that. Do you ever go up to, uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name. He's got a town named after him. Football player, Native American. Oh, Jim Thorpe. Jim Thorpe, yeah. I was had a nice lunch at Jim Thorpe. Yeah, I've been up there. I fished the Lehigh River, which goes right by my town. Was that? Goes that, that right tail's there. a little long, I think. Um, well, thank you. The Lehigh River goes right through Jim, past Jim Thorpe, and there's um, the Lehigh Gorge State Park is right above it. So there's some cool fishable water up there, too. Remember my dad was not having the easiest time parking on the hill. It was like driving in San Francisco. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Oh, I believe, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's like on, that town is on the side of a mountain, basically. Yeah. Well, mountain in Pennsylvania terms. Are there <laughs> any old, like, issues with mining up there? Is that, like, coal country? It was, um, you, like, because they still say, like, the streams aren't what they used to be because of the poison that has come out of some of the mines. The streams are tainted brown because of all the logging. They have all the tannin in the river, in, the, in all the, ri- the river and the, the creeks up there um, have this, like, brown tint to them. 
and they're and they're weird too. They're like the acidity, like if you use anything, like when I'm using like seven X tippet, it makes it all like squiggly, and it's You're, it's kind of weird. It's a little disturbing. But um, there's been a, I've heard some interesting stories. Like I remember hearing about the Bushkill Creek. Um, and like a an old timer was telling me about at, at one point because I was up there fishing and. He was saying one time there used to be some really big brown trout in that creek, but at one point, I want to say, I don't know when, because he's been fishing it forever. So it could have been the 60s, could have been like the 50s, who knows. But the lampreys came out of the Delaware River and came up this creek because there was no food or something was weird was going on. Migration of the lamprey. And they were they were like killing off all the brown trout. Like they were catching brown trout and they're just lampreys attached yeah. to the side of them. Like I think my steelhead today had a pretty big chin scar from a lamprey. Yeah, maybe. So yeah, there's there's all kinds of stuff. There's a lot of history up there too. Like one of the creeks that I was telling you guys about yesterday had like an old speakeasy ruins on it. Yeah, so there's abandoned buildings and, and creepiness up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it could be creaky creepy if you wanted it to be. Are there any mythological creatures known to the Poconos? There might be. There is something I saw. I don't know. I don't know any facts because I. There's. If you look at those like uh, weird Pennsylvania, weird New Jersey books, there's stuff about the Poconos in there. About some weird haunted stuff. Um, there's. It's not technically the Poconos. It's actually a little bit farther west. But there's the abandoned Turnpike. Abandoned people, Turnpike. Yeah. Like the abandoned Turnpike. Yeah, it's in Centralia, I believe. Really cool. Just um, an empty highway. Yeah. Empty. Hi- it's an empty highway that hasn't been used for probably highway fifty years no or something. Yeah. So it's interesting. But we have all kinds of. There's all kinds of great hiking and stuff up there too. Oh, yes, it was. <laughs> what about the Delaware? You're not far from there. And then also the Skullkill. The Skookill? No, the Skookill goes from. Like more in the middle of Pennsylvania down through Philadelphia, so I, that's not something I hit. But um, the Susquehanna is what goes by Harrisburg and it's supposed to be good um, smallmouth country. But I I have not ventured that far. I don't usually go more than an hour from home generally, um, unless I'm you know planning a trip like up here or down to fish and carp in front of the Jefferson Memorial with you. Your dad now you got. You got the priorities. Yeah. All right, chartreuse right there. Any local patterns up there that people wouldn't know about in other places? Oh. Some old-fashioned, old-time favorites? There are, but I can't remember them now. There's some stuff that I... Oh, what's that? There's like a... There's some sort of a glowworm that's a Pennsylvania... Honeybug? No. Oh, what about lantern flies? What about oh, yeah, lantern, you got flies? lantern flies now? That um, you seen them? Yeah, oh, they're all over. They were so from like uh, we. Uh, it's an invasive species. They that's from some jungle in like south, southeastern Asia or something like that. They they hatch in like August and start coming out when it's warm enough. Or like maybe humid, humid enough and stuff like that, and then they're everywhere. They're like killing off like 
Do you have a bounty? Like, kids get a nickel for everyone they can bring in? No, out? but, with, like, you just walk down the street and every, they, they just say kill them on sight. Like, we're just supposed to step on them. Everybody's walking down the street stepping on these these bugs. It's like the Simpsons with the snake bashing day. Yeah, yeah. but they don't have any – there's no predators. And right. apparently the birds don't like them. Um, the only thing I've seen was a video of uh, praying mantis eating one. Yeah. But, like, other than that, they're just spreading like crazy. Never feed a praying mantis a caterpillar. It's a really big. Cat. Have you seen the picture? Have you seen the videos of praying mantises catching hummingbirds? Yes. Oh yeah. It's horrifying. <laughs> that was at, a, at my neighbor's house last weekend. Someone was showing that. But yeah, that's that's a, and that's kind of crazy. That's lanternflies because they're they just they're just all over and they keep spreading. They're killing off all like the vineyards and stuff like that because they just love grapevines. And we just I, and nobody knows what to do about it. <laughs> You know what Charles Barkley would say? It's terrible, terrible, terrible. Speaking of saying the, the use like that, terrible. What's going on, Tom's Perkins? Not so much. How you doing? Good. You're a Baltimorean? I'm from Baltimore. Born and raised. All right. Can you do a Baltimore accent? I mean, I slip into it occasionally. It's, uh, welcome to Baltimore. Hold on. <laughs> Josh Charles. Josh Charles is from Baltimore. Yeah, he's so, got a really yeah. good one. Went to the, what, wasn't he a... Baltimore uh, School for the Arts graduate. Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, if you ever bump into him, ask him to do it. It's pretty funny. Okay, mine comes out. Okay, I did not know this was a thing. After I've been drinking, or did you have your natty bow hat? Is it is it like the Philadelphia accent where there's like just certain words that you say? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's the nouns are pronounced. Yeah. Oh, okay. What, you can tell. What are, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. And then there's sayings like, you know, I'm going down the ocean. Like we say, down the shore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Uh, I say we. I'm very loose Philadelphian. <laughs> How did Mr. Thomas get into the, the art of angling with angle. an angle? Well, speaking of the Poconos, um, I was very fortunate to be able to grow up going up there for the summer and was always really into fishing. Not really from a fishing... My immediate family does not fish. Um, I have some... My, Granddad did a bit, but I wasn't. He didn't really teach me. And then, but my great uncle was a was a big fisherman, so it's in the blood. But growing up to the Poconos as a kid, I started fishing up there. My parents really didn't know what to do with me. They tried to get away for a long time with letting me use a uh, stick, and a piece of rope, and, <laughs> and a neighborhood parent or friend saw me one day and got me a fishing rod or something like that. But then slowly moved into fly fishing as I, you know, in my teenage years. Because uh, I had some friends up in the Poconos who fished, who did, you know, use fly rods. And we had old fiberglass fly rods laying around the house from when my dad was a kid. And it just sort of grew from there. Then you went down to St. Mary's. We could have been classmates if I hadn't gone to Mary Washington. And, yeah. And then you got a butter stick. I got a butter stick? Yeah, then you got your butter stick. <laughs> How did we go from college to you getting into fiberglass? Uh... I didn't really fish in college. Um, even though you were right on the water. Even though I was right on the water, it was sort of a lost cause, unfortunately. I uh, After college, I eventually moved to D.C. and found out there was a fishing scene in D.C. and started fishing a bunch. And How'd you find uh, out about TPFR? Dan Davala at Orvis one day. I was going somewhere and I was buying stuff and he's like, well, did you know you can fish here? I was like, no. <laughs> I think maybe I already had. I fished in like Rock Creek or something once. Uh, and then he was like, you need to start coming to these beer tie things. And I did. It's either the greatest, uh, 
decision I've ever made or one of the worst. Um, <laughs> We're having our own beer tie right now. We're having our own beer tie, whiskey tie. Just um, no big na- nasty burgers. But I, uh, I got into fiberglass. I bought Eagle Claw to have you know a rod to throw around. That's right. Um, this funky looking feather. And play that for a bit, and then I bought a butter stick for small creeks and stuff. That's beautiful. It's a guinea fowl that's more black. I'm going to take a picture of that one. But yeah, that's how I got a butter stick, which eventually I want one. It wanted one, and I bought one. What's it like catching shad on a butter stick? I haven't done... Sh- oh, no, it was on the uh, Cabela's uh, the CGR. CGR. That is a lot of fun. Bends really deep. It just goes a little crazy. I've also caught uh, Striper on the CGR, which was a lot of fun. It was a 6-7 weight, 7-8 weight. Got... Yeah, it went a little crazy. Uh, it was fun. The shatter, a lot of fun. No, uh, I think that was my, my hundred fish day. I was pretty tired Jeez, after that. Oh, using yeah. just that rod. You ever seen when we were talking about Yoshi earlier? He showed up for the shad run with the five weight. Oh God! He was tying a fly on six X tippet. Didn't like, listen to me at all. <laughs> Did you have some Arctic fox green zonker? Surf. Uh, yes. Do you want the clip? Or you have a clip. I don't have a clip. Maybe right. maybe he didn't even have an eight weight at that point. I don't this, even know. The, the clip is clear, so it's hard to find. There we go. And you were recently married? Recently married. We got married in May in Annapolis, where my wife's parents live. Went out fishing the day before the wedding. Did not fish the day of the wedding. And, uh, did you did guys have a football game afterwards? No. No touch football? No touch football, but we did have crab cakes. What are the two the things that... Well, according to wedding crashers, you know, it's... Uh, <sighs> Football and crabs. Uh, <laughs> My mother-in-law did not understand that movie. I did watch. I'm pretty sure it was the night before. It was the Thursday before the wedding. I watched Wedding Crashers with. My, my soon-to-be wife and her family to get us in the mood for the weekend. We did not have any Wedding Crashers that I was aware of, unfortunately. We didn't have any at our wedding either. Very sad. But yeah, we got married right in Bay Ridge, right on the right on the water, and. I was very lucky with the weather, and since the wedding, we bought a house, and yeah. And her grandma's got some pretty sweet property. Yeah, her grandmother has a house uh, both down in Florida, right in the St. Lucie Inlet area, Stort, Florida. So I get to go down there a couple times a year and fish on the beach, and I hire a guide uh, once a year down there and go do some inshore for snook, whatever else is biting, and it's a lot of fun down there. Going down this Christmas, pretty excited. Was that your first time doing saltwater? Uh, no, I grew up. I go to Maine too, so oh. I've done a lot of Maine. So you go to the Three Island place. Five Islands. Five Islands. Man, they're we're, gonna get mad at me. We're not one of the Five Islands, but we're yeah, very nearby Five Islands, and so striped bass and mackerel and uh, all that good stuff. Wow. <laughs> grew up dri- driving a boat. It's a lot of fun. Boat. Uh, some of the Baltimore stuff coming out. Um, yeah. How about the Moe's? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, we're rebuilding. Uh, it's, you know, it's a rebuilding year. It's the second. Generation. It's always next year. Baltimore right? Orioles discussion on the podcast this year. When was the first? With Mac. My dad used to take us to all the, the games. With, uh, nice. I was allowed to go with my brother and his friends' places. They still would beat the tar out of me. <laughs> they won't remember this, but on my 15th birthday, I was playing Nintendo and they came downstairs, and there was a girl from the soccer team, and they held me down, and she kicked me 15 times. And then they all went off laughing. What? <laughs> Mom, how did you let that happen? And she's like, 
What, let what happen? My brother's friends just... No, I know. But beat the crap out of you all the time. <laughs> I had a bigger bag of chartreuse marabou. I'm certain of this. So, Jason, remind people how you... How you came to... See, that's a cool color. The podcast. You emailed me out of the blue one day. So, oh yeah. So, that was... While I was... I was listening to podcasts like crazy when I was listening to first fly fishing because I was carpet cleaning and that's all I did was all day was to have my earbuds in. So, you know, one of the, yours is one of the first I found and this was 2011, I think. And I had already gotten into, I had already been doing audio recording and stuff as a hobby um, along, you know, as alongside music. Um, but hadn't started doing it as, as my career yet. And, but I just decided to email Rob and say, Hey, I can help you make this sound better because I remember having to turn my iPod up all the way to Uh actually hear what he was saying. So I was like, can I help you out at all? (laughs) That's just kind of where our relationship started. And then, so he said, I can't pay you anything. I'm like, all right. But he ended up, uh, being able to like bring me up here to Salmon River and having, you know, offering to take me out down on the Potomac. And I got to experience stuff that I would have never been, uh, been able to do, like steelhead and shad and stuff like So I'm, I'm pretty thankful. Almost for getting your generosity. spooled once at Chain Bridge. My car that's breaking, right. We my didn't car know that dying in the parking lot. Oh my gosh, that's right. My we had to tow your your boat back to your house with my yeah. S10, my four cylinder oh S10. And then I broke your rod. That's right, and we shut a, we shut a door on my rod. So this yeah. is a good friendship. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Normal and, friendship. And then he gets all of all of the Pixies hand me downs. That's true. My little girl gets all bags of clothes from your daughter. I need a flash on this. And now you're editing more than just my podcast. Oh, yeah. That's some filler. I do a lot of music production now where I'm actually working with artists and bringing out their – doing their music. I I, uh, my, I run my studio out of another larger studio now. It used to be not your attic but your top. You got a, it used you to be on my third stairs. floor. <laughs> you, and there's pianos up there. How many pianos I had, do you I all had have? A, oh, no. We have one real one and one digital one. Um, two. So two. That'd be two pianos. That would be two. What was the question again? Ketchup or mustard? No, I don't know. Uh, oh, I, how many other podcasts you're working oh, on? Oh, right. I, and then um, you got your own so space, studio I space. I have now. a friend who got me, his, who works like full time for a, a corporate podcasting company that you know, does some internal podcasting, but podcasts just for whatever industry is doing stuff. I, he's been sending me work just editing podcasts. You get to do that while the kiddos are at school? Yep. That's that's usually when I'm working. How old are they before they can come up here? That's a good question. Um, I have to be, I have to know that they can handle the cold and they haven't, I haven't just slightly got them trying to cast a rod. So, um, so like next year. So <laughs> my oldest might be able to come up in the next few years. I don't know. But, of course, we always do this during the school year, too, so that doesn't help. Right. We used to have Veterans Day as a holiday. No longer. 
because they take off two days now for elections. Is it school holiday? Two days for the elections? Well, there's the election, and then they make it a teacher work day. Uh, it's, it's rather awkward to have parents go in to give conferences on a, a day where the kids are home. Yeah. Because then there's no one we to do that, too. Kids. Yeah, we have the same thing. So yeah, everyone's scrambling to have someone else watch their kid. Of course, one of our schools requires the kid to be there, so that's not oh. a problem. I had to leave for some reason. I had to take, pick up someone else's kid. That's a good-looking graboid. Yeah, I just went with some random material so I didn't steal all of your own shit. We'll see. Right on. All right, Jason, what are your plans for Thanksgiving this year? Uh, my wife's a nurse, so she will be working during the day. So I'm taking my kids down to my parents' house. All right. That's the plan. What's Making my... Bacon green beans. Ooh. Where I, you know, cut up a, you know, put a bunch of bacon in the green beans, but also put the grease on them with caramelized onions. Can I do it tomorrow? Well, I got we'll, bacon. We got bacon. <laughs> that's, that's the most important ingredient, right? <laughs> we don't need green beans. We can do bacon. All right. What are you most looking forward to for Thanksgiving dinner? What do I most look forward to for Thanksgiving dinner? My mom's corn pudding is really good. It's not cornbread. But it's not pudding. It's like somewhere in between. Uh, She's not using the cheat cheese and hiding it from. You me. know, I couldn't tell you. Sorry. But it's, yeah, it's it's sweet and it's good. Um, uh, my green beans are pretty good too. That's all I have to say. Thomas, what are your plans <laughs> for Thanksgiving? Uh, going up to Baltimore with my parents. Catrin's uh, family will be Catrin's parents will be on a cruise somewhere. So. Uh, we've started to do Thanksgiving all together, but not this year. So I go down to, so we go down to Florida for Christmas with her parents. Thanksgiving is my family's time. All right. So yeah. So as a yes. newlywed couple, do you have to bring anything? I don't know. I'm sure we'll bring something. Uh, First see Thanksgiving. What, see what married. my see what my parents say. That's I a big one. Eh, I normally get stuck shocking oysters. Which is fine, except that I don't get to eat as many oysters. So, yeah. how about you? What are you doing for Thanksgiving? We're cooking at my house. On on what? On a Traeger. It's me, uh, one smoking it. One herb de Provence, turkey, and one probably fit and foul dry rubbed. And then I'm gonna do uh, butternut squash gratin, mushy peas, whipped garlic mashed potatoes. Maybe a sweet potato gratin stuffing and then extra gravy. Nice. Wow. I wanted to make a trifle for dessert where you get the trifle container. Mm-hmm. And Just layers, right? Yep. So you layer chunks of fresh baked brownies. Oh. Cool whip. Cool whip. No, fresh baked brownies. Whip. Chocolate whip. mousse. Cool whip. Add in a handful of Heath Bar Crunch pieces. And then layer it again until you get to the top. Jeez. And it is absolutely ridiculous. The only travels I've ever had were just fruity, like and angel food cake layers and stuff like that. Our batch cocktail is going to be Aquavit based. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and 
savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. So we got to go down to uh, Batch 13 in D.C. and go see George. Probably stop into the Y down while we're there. Nice. And probably go to Givalina too. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And then my neighbors are cooking. So I already called dibs on my Traeger. I'm like, dude, you're not using my Traeger on Thanksgiving. And we're just going to hang out. He's a Cowboys fan. It's going to be fun. <clears throat> Some cousins coming in from Jersey. Do you guys have any bucket list destinations? Oh a lot. Mostly fishing related. Yeah, who's uh, your celebrity doppelganger? I have no idea. Something hit me earlier today. I can't someone remember says what. I look like someone on the Nats team, but that was a few years Zimmerman, ago. Zimmerman, maybe. Maybe Zimmerman. I'm not sure. I don't know. I people have told me different people, but I can never remember who. My brother and I look a lot alike, but Ned's not famous. Wait, um, your brother's name's Ned. My too? brother's name is Ned. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, Scott Stankus has two bro- has a brother and a brother-in-law named Ned. Oh my geez. gosh! Yeah, I think it's very confusing. Ned Fest. <laughs> all together. My boss at uh, have, one of my have, first have jobs. Ned's Atomic Ned? does been play. No. Yeah, there's a lot of Neds out there apparently. How about that? So, yeah. what are some of your your bucket list destinations? I would like to go. I've been to the Bahamas before, but I was quite young. I want to go back for bone fish, or Cuba, maybe. I'd have to say, I'd like to do some serious mountain fishing in Colorado sometime, and maybe some Pacific steelhead. Yeah, someday. That was also on mine. Some action. Some, uh, some My wife has family in Seattle, real, but we've never been. Real steelhead fishing. We're going to do a podcast with Landon Cook about urban Seattle fishing coming up. Oh, nice. I'm going to go to Alaska for the fish. Oh, yes. That's true. My wife and I can't decide on a honeymoon spot because all the places I want to go, they all have good fishing. And all the places she wants to go, the fishing isn't as good. (laughs) I brought like five rods on her honeymoon. Yeah. You went to Hawaii, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty cush. It was a good, it was far though. So right. you could have gone yeah, on a, uh, sure. you know, something in our own time zone for longer. Right, that was also my. Oh, issue. gotcha. I want to. I want to go someplace closer, just so we have more time there. We will see. Go fly to see Yoshi somewhere. Oh, that would be cool to go. To I, go, I'm, even I'm, just go visit him in Japan. Yeah. Like the 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 northern. He he's been up to the northern island of Japan. I can't remember what it's called now. Where the bears are. Where the bears are. Where and the it's, family it's left the like kids. Sk- what? <laughs> the kid was misbehaving in the car. They're like, get out now. And he was... Seriously? On himself for like three days, maybe? Oh my gosh. That's... That's crazy. Um, but yeah, places like that just look awesome. Yeah. Like, it's gotta be... It's so close to Kamchatka, there's gotta be steelhead up on that... You know, and salmon cool, up on that. There's cool trout. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And stuff. Have you guys read uh, Stronghold yet? No. No. You got to read that. Good book. All right. Maybe one more hobo. If they want pink hobos tomorrow, I'm going to be a little disappointed. <laughs> one more. Maybe I'll tie pink. 
Whatever. Ask me the time machine question. Yeah, so who's got the best sandwich in Bethlehem? Ooh. Oh, man. And I would have said Hometown Heroes, like catty corner to my house, but it's gone. You I would have taken you there. I forgot that's the Abby, the best sandwich. You're going to have to move me. I'm going to think. We have so many birds. Oh, no, no, no. We have a place called the Bayou that their po' boys are ridiculous. And they're so good. They have, they have like, brisket po' boys that are just so mm-hmm. good. And it's right between my studio and my house. Or it's actually right behind the studio. So it's bad news. It's always, like, clients coming over. We're going to get lunch? Let's go over there. What's, what's the deal with pickles? So, I just don't prefer them. Is it the dill? Is it the crunch? Is it the vinegar? Are you it's not a fan smell. of the gherkin? It's the smell, it's the I guess. Yeah, Are you I, traumatized? I don't prefer cucumbers either, but I will eat them. Did you ever see yeah, the Mori Povich episode? There's no traumatization in there. With the woman that was scared of cucumbers. Scared. They start bringing cucumbers out on stage. I thought that was and just the, cats on YouTube. No, and then, <laughs> yeah, the, the cats, that's a weird thing. Uh, yeah, so then they... There's a woman who's scared of aluminum foil, so some intern runs on stage with a bunch what? of foil. That's and then awful. someone's scared of dogs, and I'll be like a dozen lab puppies run out <laughs> of the Very funny. It's hard to have a straight face. That's as bad as the old Howard Stern show that used to be on oh, public yeah. TV at night, and he had a, a person on that was obsessive-compulsive about cleaning. So he threw a whole handful of confetti on the ground. Oh, my God. And the whole show, that lady was down there picking up every single piece. <laughs> That's terrible. My dad did not like it when I watched that show. That's when I first heard about Snapple. Do you have irrational fears of anything, Jason? I've always had a thing about bees. It's not as bad as it used to be when I was a kid, but I still don't, I don't like to hear them buzz around my head. Bumble, honey... Any of them, it's the buzz, really. Buzz? Yeah, it's just... It's the frequency of it? I don't know. That's a good question. Interesting. But uh, I just... It's just... I know it's a bee. I've just always had a fear of it, so the buzz bugs me now still, I guess. Literally. There was a... There was... There was probably trauma with that one. Because I remember going up a slide in, like, second grade or something and putting my hand on the railing and just feeling pain in my palm. And lifting it up and seeing something huge fly away. And that was it for you? That that was probably it for me. What's a book everyone should read? What's a book everyone should read? I think I need to buy a new Marabou tomorrow. Sharp Truths. Yeah. You got one, Thomas? <laughs> uh, we were talking about James Prosek. Prosek? Yeah, Earlier Prosek. Today. Uh, there's a great book about eels that he wrote a few years ago. Uh, that's a great book that everyone should read for no other reason than it's just really fucking interesting. Dude. Sorry. Dude, it's just really interesting. Um, eels, both their life cycle, their, their cultural significance around the world, their food significance. Unagi. Interesting. Yeah. There's eel, there's still an eel, eel weir uh, in the Delaware. Yeah. Um, 
talks about that guy, the guy who runs that for a while. Ben Sargent, when he used to have his cooking show on Cooking Network, Cooking Channel, Weird. did the eelware with the guy in Delaware. Yeah. I mean, how it's still commercially harvested by hand. Yeah, it's just hand really, smoked. Just quite neat. There is an author, a fishing author that I've read that I don't ever hear anybody talk about it, but I think I found his book at like our library, you know, book sale or something. And I ended up getting a more of it because I just really liked the way he wrote, but I can't remember his name off the top of my head. What was it about? It was all kinds of stuff. It was just, you know, it was like fishing stories sort of book. Nick Lyons. No. And it wasn't John Gerak. I just, um, I would remember that. But it was, I'm saying it's one that nobody, I've never heard anybody talk about. Dirty Bill. <laughs> Ian Frazier? No, it, his last name starts with an W. Ian Frazier also has a, from New York, The New Yorker. Has a very good book that hmm. my uncle gave me because he's my uncle's favorite author, not because of his fishing. And it was very good. No relation to the Fraser that wrote Cold Mountain, Charles Fraser. I do not know. If we're talking like even educational books, I remember the the Orvis fly, the not the fishing guy, the um, prospecting for trout. Rosenbauer's book. Rosenbauer's book, prospect. That one opened up a lot of. I understood a lot more about streams from that book. And just because I was going between spring creeks and freestone streams and understanding the difference and why they behave differently, why trout, you know, because of the different food sources, what might not be there, what what is there, you know, it helped me f figure out those streams a lot better. So I thought we thought that was a really good one. There's so much information and it's ridiculous. I couldn't. Because he goes into geology, he goes into all the stuff about the water and then food sources. It's just ridiculous. If you were going to go back in time to fish a spot in your DeLorean, where would you be going? I would love to see anywhere in the Poconos, honestly, before white men arrived. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would just like to show up and actually fish, like, an original native brook trout stream before brown trout were introduced before anything was built before forestation oh, and deforestation and all that stuff yeah it was clear cut it's got to be ridiculous twice the pennsylvania book, yeah. was clear cut twice i think that's what i've read it's just like well, it does mean pens woods they, yeah like like the woods are so unnatural now oh, uh, and you have really delegate you know about to kill off all the hemlocks and everything's the same age because yeah. it's all just from when it was clear cut. Right. So right. you know, there's all this forestry management stuff happening. I think I was up north of the Delaware Water Gap. In, in is the, the Water Gap? Oh, it's just, just that's where the Del that's where the two mountains go down in the Delaware Rivers at the bottom. That's what it's called. That's there's crazy. interesting stories I've read about that about the gaps in. There's a couple gaps in the the Blue Mountain that goes above the Lehigh Valley. And I heard, I read um, in a history book about Northampton County, where I live, how the um, the Native Americans used to use those gaps. They would set a fire on one side of the gap and wait on the other side for all the, the game to come oh through and, and kill their food. <laughs> Which was uh, kind of brilliant, I guess, yeah. but... Very brilliant. No, it would be pretty cool to see it up there. Just, you know, 300 years ago, whatever... Thomas, who's got the best sandwich in Baltimore? Best sandwich in Baltimore? That's a really good question. I am biased because I used to work there, but Atwater's 
which has now several locations, but Atwater's of Belvedere Square has a fantastic chicken salad sandwich. They use the chickens or are used in the um, when they're making the stock, so they're super, the, the chicken salad's super flavorful and super moist still, and the bread is made by Atwater's, and it's very, very good. Oh, that's... All right. Both of you, uh, Sheets or Wawa? Wawa. Wawa, hands down. But I, but I grew up in Philly, so... <laughs> I grew up around Philly, so I've so always had Wawa. Sheets cannot make a sandwich. They are... They've got some good ideas, but they're, they're not the that good. the messiest great. sandwich ever. Wawa's coffee is better. to drive with that. I will die on my sword. Uh, Wawa is better. Also, like, yeah, in terms of sandwiches, their sandwiches, they're better meat, better everything. The only thing Sheets has going for fries. it... Fries. Well, fries, but is that their sandwiches come wrapped separately, which is convenient when driving so you don't eat the whole thing all at once. <laughs> but that being said, Wawa. And my Wawa order is the footlong on whole wheat, roast beef, lettuce, tomato pickles, mm. onions. My Wawa order sauce. is their BL- BLT hoagie toasted. With extra hot peppers. Is that the thing extra ba- know extra bacon? Your Wawa order? Uh, actually, no. I always get the same thing. But, <laughs> but yeah. And uh, they have these I just thought you plastic. Might like to know. They have these like plastic it. cups that you can get. Uh, it's just pepperoni and like cheese cubes. Oh, yeah. Colby Colby cheese cubes. Awesome. It's just perfect for the road. Interesting. Do you have any pink Arctic fox? No, I don't. I've never found one I've liked. Yeah. We're going to edit the next thing out. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's he going to ask us? Can I borrow your, um, your finisher? finisher? Wood finisher. Thomas, any time hacks? Uh, share? I, yeah, I learned... So I was tying some steelhead flies, and I learned that instead of doing a dubbing loop for Arctic Fox, just to tie it in. And it's like faster, easier. Uh-huh. That's a hack. Sorry, my mouth is full of time material. Uh, my hack is get your boys to time for you. My hack is buy a house where so you have a basement so you can actually have a full-time fly tying station. Oh, my hack is I, I got my tying desk from... Salvation Army. It was just a roll-up mail desk that I converted. Found some cool knobs and stuff and put on it. It's not real big, but it works. You gotta come to my thrift store. Tom's got a brand new jacket. I found it. 18 bucks. Yeah, man. Mount Hardware. Nice. How old is that? Yeah. Dude, that'll cash. It it needs to be tied up a little bit better. It's just throw some UV. Yeah, just whip finish that. Throw some Oh, it is falling all the way apart. Uh Uh-oh. Here. Give UV. Jason, if you had one bird to tie with the rest of your life, what would it be? I have, probably have to be a turkey, right? Because there's so much you can get off it. And it's delicious. Well, I heard one beer to tie with. Beer to tie with? Yeah. Oh. Um, mm, might have to just be... My favorite beer is from... Down the street, we have Bethlehem Brew Works. Their Valley Golden Ale is like drinking fresh, warm bread. It's my favorite beer ever. If I can't get that, uh, Fat Tire will do. 
a, there's a few session beers that are quite nice for flat tire. Like Can't do roads, the session. Two Roads makes a really nice session IPA. Uh, but probably main beer company lunch. How does one deal with cats at home when time flies? Uh, the cat is not put everything away <laughs> and close it. What do they do? Not allowed in the basement. <laughs> My cat has actually gone like tried to get her paws in the drawer to pull out bags of material and just then it just like, you know easily explodes onto the floor. Doctor Jones would just kind of growl and bark at <laughs> deer and cattails. He never really got into anything. Yeah, my cat mostly just likes playing with the feathers. Uh, and mostly I don't let her just because, you know, there's hooks and stuff. But she does every time I buy a pheasant tail. You know, they come in two packs. She gets one of them. Oh, that's funny. Because it is one of her favorite toys. Um, but, yeah, I just, we, you know, I have a basement now, and that's my tying area. She can come down while I'm tying, but uh, sometimes she'll sit on my lap nicely. But typically, uh, she's not allowed down there. That's pretty smart, I would say. Yeah. Are they just known to get into time material? Yeah. Oh, it They're, just I mean, looks like something they would play with, yeah. totally. Feathers and yarn and stuff. It's like total classic cat stuff. That's just weird. I don't understand cats. Do you want four? No. Got extras. Maybe Mrs. McGonagall, but... <laughs> if anyone, if this is... If, if, the, if when this airs, we still have them. I have four kittens that need to In be Baltimore. adopted. In Tacoma Park, Maryland. Maryland. Best sandwich in Tacoma Park? Uh, there's a shop called Girl on the Vine. It's pretty new. Um, I could, it's actually from like some people in the D.C. restaurant industry scene, but I can't remember who right now. Uh, they have a lot of really good sandwiches. Uh, the one I get... You know, normally take a picture of the Gambino, which is I have to catch, on I have to catch fish for that tomorrow. It's <laughs> my oldest. I don't know what that is exactly. You put the end of a buyout in there. <laughs> you see it? The hard yeah. part? I thought for a second it was a tube fly. I don't have any of that stuff around. Yeah, I, which I, that's why I was confused. I was like, it doesn't seem like something you'd have. Or that uh, third, fifth, eighth grade? Eighth What's grade? That? Greatest hand? Third. Third grader could make. Does he read? He's the almost there. Hand. He's almost there. Can't get my kid to sit down. Except those, uh... Oh, I get him to sit and read, but he still has a little... He's... That's why I got that nasty candy tonight. That's, that's the bribery. Incentive. Incentive. <laughs> make... Put on the face of being a good parent. All right, so what do you guys, words. uh... What's the plan for tomorrow? This will be on the other podcast anyway. Well, considering it's still snowing right now, which made for some fun today, uh, we are taking it easy in the morning, and we're going to go explore the Upper Fly. Haven't quite decided where yet. It's been a while since I've been up there. I haven't only been up there once. What? That was the year Yoshi was with us. Yeah, four years ago. So I think. Uh, but yeah, go explore the upper fly. Hopefully, hopefully, because we're tying a, sh- uh, a lot of uh, <laughs> flies for swinging. We will be swinging flies, like because I found that very successful today. And uh, then we will hopefully catch more fish. All right. That's it. Anybody wants to follow you on social medias? Uh, my. Yeah, go for it. Besides just Jason Reef, R-E-I-F, on Facebook, I'm 
Reefer, R-E-I-F-E-R 350 on Instagram. And then um, my business is Freestone Productions. All right, all right. As you will hear again at the end of this podcast. Yes. And I am TM TM Perkins 1. Which does not mean his name is Tim. Does not mean so I, it was my Tim. mistake for the first couple of years I met. <laughs> Calling him Tim. All right. That's it. I just got that one, yeah. There are some who call me Tim. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com. This podcast is brought to you by Freestone Productions at freestoneproductions.com. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it, a life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. Six, eight Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV.